Hello and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Dre Harrison, and I regret to announce that livery launch season is now over. Oh, <laughs> 17 days later from, from the moment Hass just dropped their pictures onto the world, we are finally done with the liveries of 2023. The grid is complete. Um, and with me, as a guest to go through these launches it's charlie williams hello charlie hello hello good to see you um how, how did you find launch season in general because uh it, it's it, it took us a while to get through them it all just came around thick and fast by the end of it um how are you feeling by the end of it all <laughs> tired <laughs> um Back. yeah uh, yeah, a little bit tired. Um, it was a bit. It was. It was obviously our first launch season as well that we've all done, which was really exciting. Um, I actually, I actually quite enjoyed. I, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to be honest. I am going to be honest. This is probably the first year that I've ever watched every single launch, because most of the time I just wait for the photos to drop on Twitter, and I'll be like, "Yeah, that's nice," or "Ugh," and that'll be it. So this is the first time I've actually gone into depth and watched all the launches, and I've really enjoyed them. I probably would do it again. Yeah, I mean, it's got nothing to do with our new jobs or anything like that. This is why we're watching <laughs> them all, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to watch them or anything. <laughs> we're just doing it for a hobby. It's, it's, it's part it's part of the fun for us. We're curious to see how, how all that corporate waffle goes down. But um, no, we so yeah, we absolutely did sit through all 10, well, I say all 10 launches. Um, we'll have to wait and see what defines a car launch um, over the course of this list for obvious reasons. Because uh, shall we say the teams took very different approaches to this over the course of the three weeks or so that we had teams reveal what their 2023 cars are going to at least look like. Some cases we got the actual car, some cases we didn't. And in some cases we actually got a car running. I know, crazy concept. Um, but... As part of the fun here on WTF1, we're going to rank the launches in general from 10 to 1. Um, me and Charlie have both come up with our own separate lists. We don't know what is on each other's list. So it's going to be an element of surprise in this as well. And we're going to go back and forth as we go up the ranking board and seeing who got what what people like about the launch, what we don't like about the launch, and just the general vibe of where we thought all the teams were at in general. So this is going to be fascinating to see uh, our difference of opinion, our similarities, and just basically seeing, well, what makes a good car launch? And I can't wait to get into it. So, Charlie, are you ready to go? Let's go. Let's go indeed. So we're going to start at the bottom because that's a lot more fun. <laughs> Charlie, what is your number 10? My number 10 is Haas. Wow, okay. Okay, so my reasoning for this is it wasn't really a launch, I guess, was it? Hence why it's at the bottom of the list for me. So no judgment here. If that kind of launch may suit some people, and to be honest, I don't blame you, kind of like, you know, log into Twitter, whack up some renders, log out. I like that. I, like, I, I, it's not... It's not that I don't don't agree that that's the right way to do a launch, but I just quite I like a little bit more. I quite like like a chat with the drivers or the team principal or I, I don't know that just gets me a bit more hyped for the season. Um, but then equally, I do hate waiting for the actual car reveal. So but that's that's another that's that's opening another 
another box there. Um, obviously, these renders don't represent what their actual 2023 car would look like. Um, but we did get a better glimpse at that during the shakedown. Um, so, yeah, I just I, there's not really much to rate that on, because to me, it's just I mean, I could go and do that on Twitter. Couldn't I just post photos of a car and get it over and done with? Yeah, I could certainly see an argument. They're not my number 10, and I'll, I'll give you my number mm. 10 very shortly. Um, but there's certainly an argument you can make on that. Like, I, I actually can understand both sides of the argument here in the sense of, well, Haas wasn't really a launch. They just dropped the pictures and were like, have done with it. And again, it's a render. It's not their actual car. Um, so they're just like, I, I can understand how some people might not like, or might not like that approach, but also might like that approach because a lot of people aren't here to sit down for, you know, 30 to 60 minute long live streams and wait around through all the corporate cheese and, and, and what have you. Some people might just like the quick approach of, well, here's our livery off you go. And for that reason, I didn't put them stone dead last. Okay. Um, <laughs> because as much as I can't really rate a launch that didn't exist <laughs> in Hass's case, there was one launch that, actively annoyed me and that was red bull and that's why they're number 10 <laughs> for me <laughs> now if you watched along with us on twitch which i know a lot of you did that was almost two hours top to bottom as a show because there and <laughs> this is again we talked about this in a previous pod but this was everything bad i don't like about car launches there were there was confusion about the time because some said it was going to be a 1.30 start. Some said it was going to be a 2 p.m. start. There was obviously some collaboration with Sky Sports because they were also streaming it on their YouTube channel. All the timers were different on their various platforms, so that was confusing. They started late. And then the show went an hour long. There were a bunch of Red Bull athletes, and I got nothing but love for people like Eileen Goo and whatnot um, from the Winter Olympics, but no one was really here for that. Um, you know, they, they talked about, oh, it's going to be a big launch party in New York, but then doesn't feature New York in any way, shape or form. <laughs> given it's just inside a big studio. Um, and then they don't reveal the car until 50 minutes in. The car looks basically exactly the same as last year. Like it's the most clone delivery of all of the grid, which is look, I've got no problem with people sticking to their guns on livery styles because it's a good livery in a vacuum, but you're going to kill your crowd by doing that. There is no, you have to acknowledge that people are not going to be as excited for that. And then the Ford announcement was great but that had already leaked the night before. So your big announcement wasn't really an announcement because Ford had already gone public with it before the show had even started. And it was all over social media last night. And then obviously before the actual reveal of the car and the announcement during the live stream, because Ford had released all their press releases early and it was again, <laughs> all over social media. So even your big announcement wasn't really a big announcement. So, so, so I had to put Red Bull number 10 because it was just 
painful to me as, as someone that was watching along as a, as a semi-casual viewer. I was just like, this just didn't work, did it? I mean... That was so convincing, Dre, that you've made me almost rethink my ranking list. <laughs> but no, I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Hass. But that was very convincing. I feel like you had some real built up hatred right there for that launch. It, there was so much visceral. I had to <laughs> basically say my piece for a second time because we had to do one separately on the worst. Was it the worst car launch ever a week or so ago? Yeah. And I've, I've had to do it again because it, it, it's all it's, it's it's brought back bad memories. <laughs> It's it, it's stuck in my head. I had to get it out there again to say my piece. But uh, I, I, I like the fact that I've almost made a convincing argument for you to actually change your <laughs> rankings on the fly. I'm actually quite impressed with myself for that in, in that sense. Um, but yeah, I, I, Red Bull actively ticked me off more than anything else. Like, like Hass, I didn't hate it, even if it wasn't a launch. Give me the neutral reaction <laughs> over the vastly negative one. Um, and just to cut to the chase, I had Hass at number nine. So again, like, I'll, go, I'll get to your nine in a second, Charlie, but I think it just yep. makes natural sense for me just to clarify. Yeah, I had Hass at nine because it wasn't a launch. <laughs> like, there's, this, there's, no, there's no other way of getting around it. It wasn't a launch. It was just, oh, here's that livery. Bye. Um, <laughs> wasn't the actual car. Oh, did you hear we're sponsored by MoneyGram? We've not mentioned that at all in the last two months um, of the giant obnoxious red on the engine cover which actually too far i quite liked it um and look i think what gets has some bonus points is because they went first and i don't think we saw the exposed carbon trend coming so i think we just saw has in a vacuum thought it looked quite nice and thought well okay that's that's pretty cool let's see how the rest of the grid pans out until we, before we realize it's all just going to be dark mode across the board like 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 using a, a smartphone um so that was my number nine it wasn't really a launch so i kind of had to put it down there by default what was what was your nine charlie i feel like this is gonna shock you a little bit go on alpha towery okay so i was on stream for this launch with kieran and we had planned a really good drinking game a nice little bingo to go through while we watched it fully expecting this to be like this big event like Red Bull was you know the way they hyped it up it was like whoa Brooklyn Bridge whoa New York and I don't know if I was wrong to assume that and maybe my expectations were a little too high but the whole like branding around Alpha Towery as well just gives me like go big or go home vibes you know especially as they're a fashion brand it was New York Fashion Week they had like the perfect opportunity to go big and I don't know. It was still nicely done, but like it was so quick and done over with that me and Kieran actually missed the car. We were too busy talking about me meeting Nick DeVry, which is probably my fault. But like it just, yeah, we had to go back and actually see it. And my biggest gripe, I'm actually, do you know what? I'm, go I'm on a rant now. My biggest like issue <laughs> with this is that they had said that they had the final shot of the car. Why didn't they then go? into like a bit of a longer movie reel of some other shots of the car. Like, you know, a rear view of it. Something, I don't know, like a close-up of just something. Because Nick and Nick and Yuki were stood next to the car and you basically like couldn't see two quarters of it. I mean, I know they're small, but 
it still missed like <laughs> half of the car. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And with it being Nick's rookie year, I think I would have liked to hear something like from him as well. Like, so I, yeah, I am a Nick fan. Maybe that's, maybe this is my anger towards being a Nick fan coming out here. What, what gave it away really? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're my, they're my number nine. Like, I, I think you might be surprised to know that was my number eight. So, okay. like, it, it naturally follows up what I was going to say next anyway. And I can't disagree with anything you've said. It's what makes it doubly weird was the organization of it all. Because you're right. I would have loved to have he- heard from Nick DeFreeze. They did, but they put it in the press kit. Um, yeah. So they, they put it in the press kit. They put all the interviews in there for that. And then they only did this two-minute launch video on YouTube, just doing the bare minimum to show off a little bit of the New York skyline, a, new, a little bit of the city, and then just revealing the car livery and the drivers in whatever Alpha Tauri fashion gear that they've got. It makes it doubly weird because I have friends who was actually at the launch party where none of it got filmed. Like, it was really weird. Like, apparently the drivers were really accessible. They were mingling with the crowd and mingling with, with sponsors. They had the car. They had models showing off their fashion gear that all would have made sense for what alpha are trying to do as a brand like you say play into the fashion side of it i mean the fashion is and the glitz and glamour of this sport goes hand in hand lean into it if you're trying to get people to take you seriously as a fashion brand which well when you're selling 300 pound jumpers that's always going to be a bit hard <laughs> like lean lean into the bit a little bit rather than just saying oh here's that car bye um yeah, like again, it was the bare minimum of of what constitutes a launch for me because it was just show off the car, two minute video. But then what makes it worse is they put all the important stuff and all of the brand recognition stuff away where the average person can't see it. I just find that confusing from an organizational standpoint. And I'm I'm scoring Alpha Tauri down for that. I'm being really pedantic here in case you couldn't tell already. <laughs> but it would have been my number eight. So it naturally, again, I think we both had similar ways of thinking on this one because yeah. it would have been my number eight anyway. Because, yeah, I, I had them quite low down the board for that very same reason that you did. And it's a shame because I, I watched along to your stream and I was like, they put a really cool bingo game together. It made a lot of sense. And then it was like, We'll have the launch party, but we're not putting any of it on the internet. Uh, okay, um, if you insist, um, which I thought was strange, a strange decision to me for on that one. But me and Kieran still had a good drink, so well, <laughs> it's fine. The, it worked no, out. No, nothing a cider or two can't take the edge off of. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, so what was your rate then, Charlie? My number eight was Red Bull. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, we're on the same kind of like wavelength. They're just a little bit like mixed at the bottom, aren't they? So I have quite a bit to say about this one. I both agree and disagree with like what you said about the launch, because the idea behind the launch, like I feel like (laughs) everything that they could have done and wanted to do was actually very good. So and it could have been way higher up my list had it been executed the way they probably planned it to be. Um, and that's no fault of their own, you know, things happen. It was just, I don't think it came together very well and it came across as quite disorganized. Um, there were some quite like humorous moments from this launch, uh, which always makes for good viewing. 
Um, but it just kind of the first thing I thought when I started watching it, and I think I tweeted this as well, was it just reminded me like how cringe like like launches can actually be. Um, and I kind of like that. I I think there's there's always room for cheese in your life. So. <laughs> <laughs> well metaphorically literally both i mean uh, uh, you're not wrong uh, exactly um but yeah i like i really enjoyed i really the interviews with all the red bull athletes i actually really enjoyed okay um you know i like f1 but f1 isn't the only sport that red bull sponsor and they're so diverse in the sports that they're involved in so hang on you're you're, you're telling me you're an active fencing fan now yeah Maybe, maybe I could be. Maybe they've. Maybe that's what that's what the aim of that launch was. They have convinced me. That, but honestly, I I find like I just find sport interesting, and I I like I liked you know I can't say that I'm the biggest lover of all sports, but you know I like football, I like darts, like I I watch a few different categories that aren't just motorsport. And me too. I just yeah I like that they sh- like they put a spotlight on on those athletes. Also, now that I have seen a white Red Bull fluffy bucket hat, I just, I want one in my life. Like that, that is the best thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And if it's not a staple of my wardrobe for this whole year, I'm not even really a Red Bull fan, admittedly, but I I would become one just for, just to get my hands on one of those fluffy bucket hats. (laughs) You sure about this? Like you want the Red Bull, you've, you've been indoctrinated by having the Red Bull logo slapped on everything you think is cool. Yeah, honestly, well, unless McLaren can bring out like a papaya version of that fluffy bucket hat, then then I'd be then I'd be open to stay. But right now, Red Bull, if you're if you're listening, send me a fluffy bucket hat and we could be friends. But other than that, I really liked, you know, the interviews with like Max, Checo and Daniel. Like I like that they included Daniel quite a lot into that. I mean, obviously, they know what's going to get views. People wanted to see Daniel. Um but yeah, it was nice to see him almost back home and he felt very natural. And as a McLaren fan, I think that's actually quite, that was really nice to see because I know that my team absolutely destroyed him over the past two years. So um, <laughs> it was nice to see him nice and chill back in like smiley Daniel mode. So like you're in your totally unbiased view. Well, I'm sure was loving that Daniel Ricciardo was all over the the actual car launch, and then on Stephen Colbert as well that same weekend. And <laughs> yeah, you know, like Ricciardo is a big deal. I mean, look, he's one of the the biggest success stories behind DTS in the first place. So I'm not surprised they're using Daniel as a marketing tool. And look, I was quite vitronic towards Red Bull. I openly admit this. If you're the sort of person that liked the diverse sporting interviews and like Daniel Ricciardo getting featured predominantly, I can certainly see an argument as to why you might be a bit more forgiving towards Red Bull. I'm not. So like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm surprisingly okay with that. But yeah, I, I can see an argument as to why you might bump them up a couple of spots, especially given... I didn't like Hassan and Alpha Tauri's approaches either. So yeah, I, I, I get the logic, certainly. Um my number seven was Aston Martin. No reaction mm-hmm. from Charlie on the other side. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> I, I don't know with Aston Martin. I thought the whole thing was a little bit off for me. It it, it felt 
like the the settings and surroundings i mean it's pretty clear their new building isn't fully finished yet first and foremost they had to put it in this little shrewd corner of a room where their car just happened to be um you know again and i think a little bit of the air went out of the room when they revealed the car and the livery was virtually the same as last year's don't get me wrong it's a great livery so you know i, I can understand that decision I, I could see it took a bit of air out of the room. Um, I, it's, I think this is a little bit... I mean, Lawrence Stroll. <laughs> the, the man is entertainment. In, and I'm not entirely sure if that's a good or a bad thing. Like, I don't know if anybody noticed that when he was doing, you know, his, his speech to Rachel Brooks on... I know Sky was all over this one as well with Crofty in the, in, in the audience and then Rachel Brooks hosting the whole thing. Um... Lawrence just kept going down the complete corporate waffle road to start the show. That's going to take the wind out of a lot of this. And then he's incredibly awkward staring at the camera as he walks off stage. It was, uh, I, 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 I don't know with Lawrence. I, I, it's, it's, it's a strange one. I think the whole thing just felt a bit awkward to me as a viewer. And I think that's why it stuck out to me at number seven. And I think it went a little bit long as well. It was a good 45 minutes. And I think that's a bit too long for a launch in general. You'll see a pattern here as I go up the list. Um, but I think the fact that Aston Martin ran a little bit long, I think it was a little bit awkward. Lance Stroll's not a big talker. It's obvious. You know, I, I actually did like the fact he, he openly admitted he rerouted for Schumacher as a kid and Alonso was right there. I thought that was actually quite funny. So like he he was he was he gave me more than I expected, but I still think overall I just didn't quite like the vibe of this Aston Martin. This was very corporate from Aston Martin, and I don't I'm not a big fan of those sorts of car launches in general. Um so that's why I had Aston Martin at seven. Um, what was your seven, Charlie? My seven was also Aston Martin. Wow. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> this this is interesting. We we've basically had the exact same first four teams in that in our bottom four spots, just in yeah. slightly different orders. Interesting. So I went for Aston in seventh for pretty much the same reasons that you've just said. Mainly because there was no Seb, and I'm still hurting from that. <laughs> but I can't help but feel like it was a little bit too corporate, and it and like you know you said that as well. I agree. I I agree wholeheartedly. It was just a little bit too serious for me. Um, you know, like my issue with ranking these la launches, I realized was that I wasn't really sure of what I wanted from a launch until I saw my number one ranking, and then it became clear to me and that everything else wouldn't keep up with that. I mean, you'll you'll hear who my number one is later. Mm. Um, and Aston Martins was nice. You know, they had Rachel Brooks there. She was presenting. I love her. So it was really nice to have her there. Um, I, I actually really liked hearing from Lawrence Stroll. I think he is quite funny. I, I, he is entertaining, like you said. Um, and he is a very successful businessman. He just knows what to say. And I find like, I find that really like hypnotizing almost like he's there speaking and I'm just there like ah like, like just looking at him with all these words going out of his mouth thinking <laughs> I wish I could do that without umming and ahhing um like that so that <laughs> so I don't know I mean it just it just felt a little bit flat for me um I'm not a, it's no secret that I'm not 
Lance's or Alonso's biggest fan. And that probably had some kind of factor into it that I wasn't excited for the launch either. Um, the car is beautiful, though. Like, I can't go wrong with the car. Um, one thing I would mention is that you can clearly see a Red Bull influence on that car. Massively. Like, it is, like, identical to the RB18. Like, I saw a side-by-side image of them, and I was like, wow. <laughs> like, first we had the pink Mercedes, and now we've got a green Red Bull. Like... I mean, when when you hire Dan Fallows, Red Bull's former head of aerodynamics, I, for one, am shocked that in the first car that he's got full control over, he's leaned towards Red Bull's aero. What a surprise. (laughs) Um, You know, it's like, I I know that Lewis Hamilton in in the Merck's launch, which we'll get to in a bit, said, we're not a copying team. And I'm like, Lewis, are you new here? Um, like, <laughs> you're a 17 year veteran of this sport now. You're telling me that teams don't copy people. We literally yeah. had teams get deducted points for copying parts less than three years ago. This is absolutely <laughs> a copying sport, <laughs> and that's just part of how it works. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, that's. I think seven was about right for Aston Martin. Look, they are a very corporate team. They're not. I mean, they tried to hire the influences around it in other places. They had a big fan launch in London as well, but they are still a, they're still Aston Martin. They still are the very serious corporate brand, and it showed in their launch. And yeah, I completely agree with that. I also completely agree. Rachel Books did a very good job hosting that. She's probably the most underrated part of Sky's coverage, in my humble opinion. Agreed. Um, and does not get enough shine compared to some of the other high-profile names. Um out there but uh yeah completely agree aston martin at seven i'm gonna go back to you on this one twice so who did you have at six okay so i had williams as oh, my number six okay um interesting so i actually had to, i feel like every time i'm talking about williams i always make it sound like i don't care about them <laughs> because and that is not the case i actually really like the team their history etc but I actually had to go back and watch this launch because I couldn't really remember anything from it, which spoke volumes. <laughs> Other than the car itself, I couldn't actually remember. Um, it was nice. I love a, like, I love a dramatic video. And we had that, you know, like flashing lights. It was dark. It was sneaky. I actually thought at one point, who kidnapped, who's, who's kidnapped the car? It looked like it was rolling into like a whodunit kind of like, like documentary. Um, but it was nice. I'll... <sighs> I'll mention it a bit later when I talk about another team, but I kind of wish that they leaned into their history a little more. They have such an incredible history, full of nostalgia. um, So that would have been nice. Um, Again, it was nice to hear from like James Vowles and Logan Sargent, who's in his rookie year, but it didn't like overwhelm me. I was just whelmed. You you, you were whelmed and that's why you had them smack dab in the middle of the field at six. Yeah. Interesting, because I actually disagreed with you on this one. Williams are actually quite high up my list. You'll see why later. Um, So this is the first time we've had a real big difference of opinion um, on here. Um, So you had Williams at six. I had Alpine at six. Okay. Now, Alpine was just last night. So again, this is a little bit heat at the moment for me. I'm in two minds about Alpine, and I'll I'll, get, I'll try to explain my rationale as to why. First, the bad. First of all, they went late. That didn't help. They were a good t- 10, 15 minutes late on their actual show. It was late as well, which already didn't help. I mean, 
asking people to tune in at 8 p.m. for a car launch UK time is difficult because a lot of people are thinking about going to bed at that time. You know, I, I am not one of these people. I am a night owl. Um, I was literally up till 3 a.m. last night watching test cricket, which kind of says it all, really, um, about, about my hobbies. Um, but on, on top of that, I mean, the show went really, really long. It was the longest show of any car launch we had. It was a good 75 minutes. We timed it. Um, it went an hour 15, and that that is a long time to hold people's patience. Like, especially when the main event of your show, revealing your car, was reasonably early. It was about 10, 15 minutes in before they revealed car and the two liveries. I am not a fan of the new Alpine at all. Um, the blue, the pink, and the exposed carbon. No, 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 no. I think it's the weakest livery on the grid um, for next year, which did not help. The all pink, not so bad. Like, the, the blue, the pink, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not for me, Chief. But on top of that, in a positive end, and I do want to give them heavy praise for this, the fact that they gave such a high-profile platform towards their Race Her program is incredibly important and deserves a lot of acknowledgement and praise because they did not have to do that. And they did and they gave a big platform to their diversity and inclusion program um the fact that they've got a carting scheme now going for young girls i mean as, as young as 10 was on that stage um yesterday the fact they had nicola adams there who you may not know is olympic and world champion boxer um it's sad that more people know her from strictly come dancing compared to winning olympic golds in boxing but what <laughs> but 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 what you know that that that's that's celebrity for you um you know having nicola adams as a brand ambassador and look i am a football fan zinedine friggin zidane Holy, holy crap. Um, like I, t- I tried not to swear there, but Zinedine Zidane came out right at the end. I'm like, okay, come on now. He's one of the coolest men on the planet, okay? It, and having him as a brand ambassador was a fantastic late announcement. It's just a shame you had to wait the best part of an hour to get there. It's, it's a, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of on the fence and I'm kind of in two minds about it all because... They highlighted things that no other car launch did and made important announcements regarding if something for me is very important as a part of motorsports future, which is diversity and inclusion, something that not no one else really did in their car launches. And that was a brave, creative decision. And I wanted to give them some praise for that. Hence why I've got them at six. If it, if it wasn't for that, I probably would have knocked them down a couple of spots here, but I wanted to bump them up a little bit because I felt like that was really important, and I'm glad they gave that the platform to acknowledge that. So that's why I had Alpine at six. I, I, so now I know you've got them higher than that, probably for similar <laughs> reasons. So who do you have at five? So I have Alfa Romeo at five. So do I. Hey. <laughs> we both have we both have them at five. Okay. So what's your reasons first and foremost? All right, I'm gonna say now I really enjoyed the actual launch car video. It reminded me of if anyone has ever been to Mercedes World, they have like a deconstructed F1 car there. And it is probably the most incredible thing I have ever seen in real life. And obviously, like, you know, the the video where they have all the deconstructed parts like build there their 2023 car 
I love that. Like I I'm a bit of a sucker for like really like I said cheese cheesy like movie reels. I just I don't know what it is. I just love them. So I think and I think you forget that F1 cars are like a, essentially a huge puzzle and if a piece doesn't fit together that car won't succeed like that it won't work and I quite like that thought um so that was really cool the room they were in do you know what this is why they're probably at five for me and I feel like this is um this I don't know if this is a little bit shallow really but (laughs) they it just reminded me of Jeremy Kyle and once I saw it I couldn't unsee it and and I just sat through the whole thing thinking like oh who's knocked up who or like you know like <laughs> waiting for the for the for the big news to drop the dna results to come through like oh yeah it just yeah and i couldn't get that out of my head and i feel like that's actually quite a silly reason to not bump them up higher because everything else i really enjoyed like the interviews were really good there was some banter be- between joe and bottas their technical director had absolute jokes like he was hilarious oh yeah um, well, when, when he said oh well we've not run the car yet so the reliability is perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he was so funny um so that was really enjoyable and do you know what? Actually, another reason I mark it down because, and if you are, if this person is a WTF one fan, I hope they they look at themselves and go, "Oh, Charlie's sad with me," because the guy in the audience in the red jumper that was <laughs> slouched down, looking like he'd rather be anywhere but there. If uh, honestly, like, did did Alpha not pay you enough to be there? Like, there were supposed to be fans, like, and he was just there, sat sat back in his in his chair like slow clapping like a like a sad dolphin like i just i couldn't i couldn't get past that either so yeah that's why they're at number 5 but everything else was actually really good i really enjoyed that it's the meme of the guy in the audience who's asleep who suddenly wakes up when the car is unveiled. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. great. Let's start clapping. Um, yeah, I, I can't disagree with anything that Charlie's just said. I, it was very, like, it was every chat show you've ever seen in your life in the most generic TV studio you have ever seen. Um, some of the vibes were a little bit weird for that reason. Like like you said, that, the the crowd not exactly being fully into it, the weirdness of Andreas Seidel, who's now CEO of the entire team, just sat in the front row minding <laughs> his own business while all of the other important people are bunched around this one table. Um, but... I think the car looked fantastic, even though they accidentally leaked it behind them as they were talking with the the, the new senior management structure. They accidentally leaked the car in the background of the big TV wall they had behind them, which I thought was quite funny. That took some of the edge off the actual car reveal, which is a shame because I thought the car looked fantastic. Um, beautiful. um, I love that. I love the fact they're auctioning off that car as well. I wrote about that on the WTF1 website. Um, I think there's still some time to get it. I think it's like 100 thousand pounds now if you want that launch car um and just in general um yeah a it it was a good all-round show it didn't quite go on too long um they got all the key figures in there um nice to see fiopal share up there as well and just overall i thought it was fine and 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 just a a, a good funny launch and like i said i think the the fuma was accidental um but it, it's 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 still i think it was still uh an entertaining time um following on from that number four for me was mercedes okay i'm mercedes at four and 
again, I think this was... I liked the faster shows in general. In, in general, I thought the shows that were done within half an hour, they didn't waste many... They didn't waste too much of people's time. I liked those shows more. So you'll probably see a little bit of bias as you go up the list of given how the structure of their launches played out. But Merck's was number four for me. Toto is an entertaining chap. He just is. He he has he he's very gifted on the mic, shall we say? And I think he he, he was entertaining as ever. George and Lewis are, are just great characters in their own right. They are captivating. It was great to see Mick up there. And I know a lot of people on social media love them some mix. I think that was actually quite a shrewd move to get him involved in the launch. I love the fact they had school kids out there to see the new car. And I think they have the best livery on the season, which is only going to help them as well. I know it's a little bit cheating given it's barely painted. I don't care. I think it looks fantastic. Um, that only helps a so bonus points for that. And, you know, look, I like, I love Naomi Schiff and Natalie Pinkham. Um, as as hosts as well, I I thought that was all just good stuff. Four and three were very close for me. I could have easily swapped them around on this one, but I just went with Mercs at four on this one. But um, yeah, <laughs> overall, just thumbs up all round. I like. I don't think anything was was spectacular, but I think just a it just ticked every box for me. You know, a bit of technical talk, a little bit of everything. Good hosts good characters i actually liked the green room segment before they even went actually live and that was actually quite funny seeing them backstage and talking about things well that was actually quite a nice touch even though i did notice hamilton changed his trousers in between sketches so clearly it was pre-recorded so people in our twitch chat pointed that out so it was actually quite shrewd of them um on that one so that was quite funny so what was your four charlie uh, my fourth was alpine okay so, so yeah, not still not far off from sure. from you. Um, it's up here in fourth because I do think the topics, like you said, that they spoke about their spotlight on diversity and inclusion, um, was really important. And nobody has like none of the other teams kind of put as much spotlight or even even mentioned anything about that in their launches. And like, I mean, as a woman in motorsport, the racer program is incredible. I love that. Um. So yeah, I loved all that bit, but and oh, and the technical analysis was really truly brilliant. Like it was just, it was a the whole launch in general was a little bit too long for my attention span, but that's a me problem, not a launch problem, I'd say. Um, so overall, it was good. the The technical part with um, Matt Harmon had me hooked. Like he was fantastic. I I know I'll probably get a little bit dragged for this but i am not a technical person like the technical side of f1 isn't my favorite part of f1 whereas i know some people really enjoy that um and i know about it i take it in but if i could choose to talk about the actual racing or the science behind the cars that race i'd always choose the racing um but i found him so interesting to listen to and that car has quite a big few developments this year and I'm really excited to see what they're going to bring to track and what they're doing. But I just, oh yeah, I don't know. It, I, I'm, I'm a bit like you. I was, it was mixed. Like all of that, all of that stuff I loved, but again, Pierre and Ocon and, and uh, Pierre and Ocon 
where were they? Like we kind of saw them for like five minutes as the as the car launched and then they just sat back down on the front row and that was kind of it. Mm. They are the drivers that are driving that car to which they are launching next season, this season. So why were they not more involved? I don't know. I, I, maybe that's maybe that's just a maybe that's a bit of a, a, it, a, it, a null and void opinion. But I just I feel like they they could have been more involved in it. It's a fascinating <clears throat> perspective in that this was a car launch and their diversity program got more screen time than their drivers did, and probably the technical um, analysis was combined. That is fascinating. Not that I'm saying that that's a bad thing. I, I just think it's an interesting observation that that was the main focus of their presentation, almost as much as the car itself. And no, like you said, Harmon's technical talk was fantastic. Oh. He he ran that through in one take and basically just did. It, it was so effortless with it. It was yeah. fantastic. I know there was a lot of technical journals that were down there for it, and they were eating out of the palm of the man's hand like he, he was he was incredibly impressive in that so yeah if you're on the more positive side of things again i could certainly see an argument for alpine at four hundred percent yeah i think i think again back to the technical thing i think that was so amazing because f1 teams are generally quite secretive now hundred percent when, when you think about um like red bull with their shakedown all you kind of saw was <laughs> they they just put up a little video with of like a shaded red bull in the background like they didn't give anything away and i thought it was quite brave for like alpine to literally just stand up there and be like here's everything that we've done with the car here's all our developments we're also going to development like develop it further throughout the year these are our ideas i just i i just love that i yeah it had me that's probably the main reason that was the saving grace for this launch for me and that's why it's up in fourth yeah, that's a that's a very fair point. I, I, I can't argue with that at all. Who did you have at three, Charlie? I have Mercedes. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, again, like you said, I loved all the green room stuff before the actual launch started. Although now you've ruined my perception of that by saying that it was pre-recorded. <laughs> so maybe now I'm actually going to swap Mercedes and Alpine round because that's made me very sad. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, that gave a really nice input from behind the scenes and all the work that goes into launches. Um, I mean, unless you like just whack up a render, like some people, mm -hmm. it's probably, there's probably quite a work, a lot of work that goes into them. Um, there was a nice interaction between like Mick, Lewis and George and Mick looked quite nervous and that just got my like heartstrings a little bit bless him and <laughs> I, I mean I don't blame him I would be nervous too I mean I'm nervous before I come on to every single WTF1 podcast or stream so like you know Mercedes is a little bit it's a little bit bigger than, <laughs> than us just, just a tad um, yeah and the clip of Toto stealing Lewis's shoes just had me like rolling on the floor like I think that's so funny when Lewis was like oh I love your shoes and Toto's like ha they're yours <laughs> like <laughs> I love that I find it remarkable <laughs> that six foot five Toto Wolf and Lewis Hamilton who's like five foot nine of the same shoe size exactly exactly that's wild to me um obviously we had Naomi and Natalie so they are like two of my favorite people in the entire world so that was great um I think the, the interviews with Mick Lewis George and Toto were really nice they seemed quite natural um and the actual launch, I really liked as well. <laughs> Again, that got leaked. I actually saw that. Did you see that before? 
Um, I got, I got, I got the picture thrust into my mentions about ten minutes before I was meant to go live on Twitch. I was like, oh, fantastic. Okay, okay. So yeah, I saw, I saw the the leak this morning. That morning, um, they were testing the the YouTube live, and it was the actual shot. Anyway, um, but it had, you know, it had all like the old pieces of bodywork like in the background and stuff, and I really liked that. I don't know visually, it was just beautiful to look at. Um, and I think a lot of us have already said it, but it's definitely my favorite livery on that grid this year. Um, some people may think it's boring. Obviously, it's all black. It's carbon, et cetera, et cetera. But that's OK, because I wanted the black Mercedes back from the second they got rid of it. And I am so happy that it has returned. <laughs> Curse you, Ineos, um, <laughs> etc. Um, yeah, completely. Again, totally get the argument for Mercs there. That's absolutely fair. My number three was McLaren. Um, shocker, the, the McLaren fan on the actual panel has got McLaren at least second. I, 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 for, I, I for one, am shocked at this news. I don't know about you listeners, but um, I am McLaren at three. To be fair, it was really nice all around. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked... What I liked about McLaren here is that this is their 60th anniversary season. They, they've made it very clear with the branding and the fact that... Um, you know they've named the car the MCL60 this year, um, and yeah, like I loved the fact they took deep dives into their history during the car launch. You know the the video montages were fantastic with like Mario Andretti and James Hunt featured in there. I I'm a sucker for things like that, so I I loved that sort of historical vibe. I thought it was great. I I loved the setting and the lighting of it all. There was dark and brooding. I did genuinely enjoy that. Um, the McLaren livery in general has grown on me. I didn't like it so much at first. I'm starting to get into it a bit more. Still not a big fan of the blue per se. I think if they kept it black and orange, I think that would have been a better overall look for me. But I, I like that. Huge fan of Ariana Bravo's work since hitting up for all the F1 networks you can think of. She's now on Channel 4, I believe, and she's a fantastic host. The good good pull to get Ariana Bravo on there. Um, Vixter. Look, I'm not going to pretend I'm a feud Sidemen fan, but that's the sort of person you need to be bringing in to captivate the young audience. So plus points there for McLaren. That's a, a shrewd bit of business and thought that was quite clever. Um, and they kept it relatively short and sweet, less than half an hour. Um, again, didn't waste anybody's time. Um, got Brown and Stella out of the way, got the drivers done. And they were done within 30 minutes. I that's the sort of car launch that I like. So that's why I had McLaren at three. Um, so yeah, just overall, again, thumbs up all around. Just liked it just a little bit more than Mercedes did. Now, the question is here <laughs> have you leaned all the way into this? And have you got McLaren second or first? Drum roll, please. Did a little No, I've got McLaren in second. Oh, please so... tell us more. <laughs> So is there a little bit of team bias here? I thought so, but now that you've put them quite high up, actually, I feel like my reasons are a bit more justified. You've been vindicated here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love my team, and I guess this is why this particular um, bit got me so much. But as you said, the montage of clips going through McLaren's history, Mika, Lewis, Senna, Bruce, Jensen, James Hunt, and then you have Oscar walking into video clips of all like McLaren's recent successes with Daniel, Lando, 
like Carlos, it just made me quite emotional. And I just fell in love with that team all over again. And I think that's why it's probably, it's it was, I didn't want to put it top because I feel like my top was clear. Um, but it was definitely, it was definitely a solid second McLaren were for me. And maybe that is a little bit biased, but I'll take it. It's fine. But I don't know. I just, also, I hope that little speech like made everybody tear up at home a little bit. Like, you know, me falling in love with McLaren all over again. Oh. <laughs> when M- McLaren friends. <laughs> McLaren friends. Papaya friends. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just a really easy watch. It was just, it was, it was just nice. It was calm. It was nice to hear from Lando and Oscar. Everyone got enough airtime. Um, I know the car isn't everyone's favorite, but I love it. I do agree, though. I I'm, I think we, I said this in our liveries pod. I'm not a massive fan of the blue, um, but there wasn't loads of it. And I was scared that there was because a lot of their merch is quite blue this year. Like they've got the axe. And I was really worried that the car would be mostly blue. Um, so I'm glad that it isn't. <laughs> but I agree. I think it would be better if it was just black and papaya. But then, you know. Maybe, maybe next year. I mean, we're trying to shred more weight. <laughs> My number two, Williams. I had Williams second. Again, I think it was everything I wanted in a car launch. But again, it was even tighter in an overall package. I liked the presentation. Um, again, again, I liked the atmosphere, quite dark and brooding. Will Buxton... Look, I know he's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I think he did a really good job on this one. I know a little bit F1 video game vibes because I know he's a big part of that now as well. But um, yeah, overall, I thought it was a really, really good overall presentation. They did not waste any... There was no dead space on this presentation whatsoever. They they started their video within... They, they got the historical stuff in the countdown footage before they'd actually gone live. So when they actually did the show, it was like, hi, I'm Will Buxton. Here's our car. And then here's the car, like two minutes in. And I'm like, fantastic. I love that. Wait, there was historical stuff? Yeah, but it was in the countdown. Oh, I probably missed that. Oh, now I feel really bad for putting them so low. Yeah, it was in the countdown. They didn't put it in the actual show, um, which I thought was actually quite a shrewd move because they also had a lot of Logan Sargent's like Formula 2 progress in that same countdown footage. So they didn't actually waste any time with it once the actual show started. Because they were in and out in 20 minutes. They were done quick. They were like, okay, I'm Will Buxton. Here's our car. Here's the new car. I thought the new car looked solid. Um, It's actually grown on me as as time has gone on. I like the blue. Um, It's not as obnoxious with the carbon and the Duracell airflow. Love that. Yes, I did miss this last year when they had it briefly on their car, but I thought it was a fantastic little move and a a, a clever bit of branding, I I, I would say, from uh, Williams on that one. They got the interviews done pretty quickly got the whole academy in there um like o'sullivan they gave jamie chadwick quite a lot of airtime, uh and they got a good albon and sergeant interview in and then that was it they were done in and out in 20 minutes i'm like okay brilliant excellent i can, I can go have lunch now fantastic um <laughs> i loved williams for that reason alone um so i had them second on my list so well done to williams now, if you're an an eagle-eyed uh, viewer or listener, um, depending on where this goes out, 
you could probably guess who our number one pick was here. We because if you if you've deduced by now, um, we I think I'm right in saying we both have Ferrari number one. We do. Um, it's not hard, is it really? No, no. <laughs> it's um i think it's fair to say they showed an actual car and that was the kicker and they actually ran the actual car as a live shakedown during the event which i think is a fantastic move and it for me it was the most universally applauded launch on social media you can't beat a ferrari going around a test track <laughs> You can't. You, you, you just can't do it. It's just too good. Um, look, criticisms. It did go a bit long, but you can understand why it went a bit long, given they were doing a live shakedown. And I have to give Ferrari some extra credit here. That is a very ballsy thing to do. There is no guarantee their car is going to work the moment you put it out of the box. That was their genuine first ever run of that car. And they did it live for the world to see on social media, on YouTube, in front of a live audience, and it actually worked out. Like it, it was very brave. So fair play to them for that. Um, yeah, overall, Ferrari's my number one. You can't beat a Ferrari around a test track, and I just think it was an overall fantastic show. Um, that's how you do it, as far as I'm concerned. Charlie, what about you? What do you, what do you make of it all? Uh, where do I begin? Like, I know there isn't like a set criteria for a good car like a good car launch but my goodness like ferrari just did everything perfectly from the livery to the launch it was just incredible um absolutely loved the little tifosi grandstand i thought that was really nice having all the fans there we know that they're a very passionate bunch um so it was just that was just a really nice touch for me um, and they got to see like the first laps of like the 2023 car. That is incredible. Like as a fan, like that experience, can you just imagine witnessing that? Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah, amazing. Um, I was a bit mind blown because I really wasn't expecting it. And I was just, yeah, it was just, it was incredible. Um, I love seeing like the blossoming friendship between Carlos and Charles. They really are one of my favorite driver pairings on this grid. Um, Fred Frasser looks so comfortable. And that made like, it, you know, it almost made um, Charles and Carlos look more comfortable. They looked happier. Um, I just, yeah, the, the overall vibe was immaculate. Um, it was probably the, one of the best launches I've ever watched. And I know Ferrari and McLaren used to do this quite a lot in the days of old, but we're in 2023 now and teams are getting, like I said earlier, much more secretive. Um, so yeah, like it was just, it was so bold. It was so brave of Ferrari to do that. And I really respect it. Yeah, points all around for that. The, the audience was enthusiastic and great. The 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 like again, Charles and Carlos were clearly in very good spirits. Um, Carlos <laughs> joking about the fact he's overweight and says he needs to avoid the antipasti. <laughs> I thought was hilarious. I love the I love that the fans applauded. Like, yeah, antipasti. <laughs> yeah, we know how good that is. Um, yeah, and again, just testing that out. And again, the the, the shakedown was fantastic. No team is better at making people forget about their failures more than Ferrari. They are the most passionate fans out there and they will just forget everything that happened because last year was an unmitigated disaster in terms of a HR standpoint, given how many screw ups there were like, 
they are so good at getting people to just forget about all of that. And it's like, but we're Ferrari. And next thing you know, brand new car, live shakedown. Everybody's happy. Everybody's enthusiastic. And the vibes were immaculate. And it just made for a great overall show. And shout out to the garage door of having the door being being available as the car is being prepared on with the garage door being open. I know Charlie had to mention that in there. Um, the health and safety crowd were absolutely livid with us. Yes, um, don't mention that, Dre. Honestly, I've I we, we've never worked a day in our lives apparently, and uh, you know, I know I'm going to admit I have never worked in a warehouse or a garage. Um, before this, I actually used to work in a nursery, and funnily enough, we didn't have garage doors. So I, I, you know, but I, I get it. I get it. I, I understand why that door is there, but it was just a funny joke. Can someone just, you know, just laugh and move on? That's all I wanted. Yeah, it's fine. It's I, I saw the funny side of it, Charlie. Okay, I understand. Okay, I'm, I'm with you on this one. As a guy that actually did used to work in a warehouse. I still think the observation is funny, um, 100%. So, no, oh, thumbs up for Ferrari all around. That was a fantastic launch. It's probably going to be a, a blueprint that's going to be impossible to follow going forward. But then again, when you're Ferrari and you own your own test track, why not, right? Um, so before I get out of here, I just want to say, hello, mates, um, before we get out of here as well. Um, but um, thank you very much for watching along with us over livery launch season. I know we did a lot of Twitch streams regarding everything. So thanks to everybody who, who watched and listened in with us over the course of, God, nearly three weeks worth of these car launches. Um, we'll be back. For, for pre-season testing next week, well, you know, cars on track. That's bound to be more interesting, right? Right? Yay! We're almost home, et cetera, et cetera. So, <laughs> yes, can't wait for some of that. Uh, testing next week on the 23rd. Looking forward to that then. Um, but that was our delivery launch. Let us know what you thought of them um, all over on social media, at WTF1 Official on Twitter. Um, you can follow us personally on there as well, at Dre underscore WTF1 and at Charlie WTF1 as well. Until next time, I've been Dre Harrison. She's been Charlie Williams. Sayonara. Bye. <laughs>